Welcome to Living Well with Dr. Peg. With your host, psychologist Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, Living Well with Dr. Peg explores a variety of mental health, wellness, and safety topics. Brought to you by SSI Guardian, Living Well with Dr. Peg shares effective and practical psychological strategies based on biblical principles for living well. To learn more about the show or Dr. Peg's mental health consulting and publishing services, visit drpegradio.com. And now, here's your host, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. I'm psychologist Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, and welcome to Living Well with Dr. Peg. This show is brought to you each week by our sponsor, SSI Guardian, and they have set the new standard in advanced safety education. SSI Guardian provides evidence-based advanced training and solutions to learning institutions and faith-based and professional organizations. And as you know, one of the themes of the Living Well with Dr. Peg show is safety and violence prevention, and this is such an important topic in in today's times. Uh, But the show is also intended to provide you with practical, biblically-based information on mental health, financial and spiritual wellness, family relationships, and so much more. And so I'm really excited about our topic and our guest today. Like many of you who are listening, I'm a parent who wants her children to be blessed. And you may already know that I'm the mother of twins, a boy and a girl, And they both recently graduated from college. Uh, My daughter graduated early last December, and my son graduated right on time this past May. And praise the Lord, neither of them has any school debt. But as they begin their lives as adults, I can't help but wonder if I prepared them adequately for the world in which we live today. And as parents, we all wonder, have we trained our kids up in the way they should go? Have we broken the generational curses that are in our lineage? Have we effectively released blessings over our children's lives? And are we able to pass on wealth to our children and to our children's children? And these are questions that could cause a parent to lose sleep. But to make sure we parents and grandparents sleep well tonight, my guest today is author and minister Craig Hill. And he's on the phone with us from Littleton, Colorado. Craig Hill is the founder of Family Foundations International. And their purpose is to help churches reestablish in families the biblical foundations that cause life to work and people to prosper from one generation to the next. And Craig Hill is also the author of The Five Wealth Secrets, 96% of us don't know, as well as the book The Power of a Parent's Blessing. Craig Hill, thank you so much for being with us today and welcome to the program. Great to be with you, Dr. Pegg. I'm so glad to be here. Yes, thank you. And, and you're here in Colorado as well, which is wonderful. I, had the opportunity to hear you speak in person. You came to our church, Colorado Christian Fellowship, a, a little bit ago. We did a small group study on your book, The Five Wealth Secrets, and you were kind enough to come and bless us with information not only about wealth, but also really what I want to talk about is kind of um, the, the power of a parent's blessing and and how we're blessed from generation to generation, not just in our finances, but in every aspect of our lives. And so just wonderful to have you with us today for this conversation. Thank you. It's uh, it's a pleasure to be here. And I think the, the topic that you want to address is just a critical one in our generation because uh, we have so much problem in society. We have so many problems with violence, as you mentioned, and drugs and alcohol, crime, 
Uh, many parents are just heartbroken watching what happens to their children, and many times watching children repeat the same mm. patterns that uh, we vowed as parents we would never allow to have happen or never want to see our children go through, and yet here we are watching our children repeat some of the same same foolish things that we did that caused so much pain and destruction. Absolutely, and, and for myself um, as a psychologist and, and therapist, I've noticed that we either tend to um, repeat the same exact problems that we saw in our families growing up, or we kind of go in the complete opposite direction, which isn't always a healthy direction. The opposite of dysfunction isn't always health. <laughs> it's just often another form of dysfunction. And so uh, when I hear you use that word vow, making these vows not to repeat these problems, but uh, it's more than just kind of saying that. There are really principles, biblical principles, that we all need to know about to be able to break those generational curses, aren't there? Well, and I think even the flip side of that is more important, which is impartation of generational blessing. Mm-hmm. You know, what's really interesting to me, if you look in Genesis 27, you see the story of a family. Isaac and Rebecca were the father and mother. They had two sons, Jacob and Esau. And uh, when it got to, when when uh, Isaac, the father, was quite elderly, both his sons were wanting a special impartation of blessing from him. And what was amazing to me, Peggy, when I read that, is that uh, this impartation of blessing these two sons were looking for from their dad was so important to them that when the the younger one, uh, Jacob, stole it and got it through deception and lying and trickery, uh, from his father and the older one who should have received it, uh, Esau, heard that he was not going to get it because it had been given to his brother. He was so angry and heartbroken that uh, he said, you know, it's not going to be long until my father will pass away and die, and when he does, I'm going to kill my brother mm-hmm. Jacob for what he did. And I got to thinking, what What is this thing that's so powerful that somebody is willing to kill their brother over, and the other brother is willing to lie, steal, cheat, deceive in order to get it? I mean, was it just the words coming from a father, God bless you? I mean, we say that to people all the time, God bless you, but that certainly isn't worth uh, hmm. killing somebody for. That certainly isn't worth uh, stealing and lying. So what was it that these two sons understood about this impartation from a father that I don't think we understand today? Wow. So it's really not just focusing on what we don't want in our lives, breaking of that generational curse, but it really is about what do we want, not in, only in our own lives, but in our children's lives and down through the generations, uh, the impartation of blessing. Can you say more about that? Because I know you write and speak a lot about that. You're the author of The Power of a Parent's Blessing. Tell us, what is it about that that Jacob and Esau must have understood? Well, God showed me that there were seven critical times in life when God intended for there to be an impartation of blessing, and uh, we're devoid of them pretty much in our culture. But uh, directly answering your question, what is blessing, I looked Mm -hmm. that Hebrew word up uh, in in the Hebrew language, because, of course, the Old Testament is written in Hebrew, and the word is baruch in Hebrew. And the primary connotation of that word is to empower, to prosper. So when you bless somebody, you empower them to prosper. The opposite would be cursing, which would be to disempower somebody from prospering. Or another way to say that, it would be like uh, like with a son or daughter, 
if you understand what the concept of blessing is and you're able to to actually do this, it's not just words, it's a spiritual impartation. It would be like putting launching your son or daughter on a rocket ship to prosper, not just in finances. When we use that word prosper, people usually think money, but really prosper would be in every area of your life so that when you bless your children, you're empowering them to prosper in their future relationships, in their career, in their studies, in their schoolwork, in their physical health, in their uh, future marriage with their future children, with their ministry, with their intimate relationship with God, all these areas of life, when you bless a son or a daughter, you empower them to prosper. And cursing would be the opposite, to disempower, disable a son or daughter from prospering. And uh, and that would be like uh, taking a baseball bat and breaking your child's legs so that they just couldn't move forward at all. That would be a, a sort of a good picture of cursing. So what actually is it? It's a spiritual impartation that comes from a dad, that comes from a mom, that answers two key questions in the heart of a son or daughter. And uh, what I found is that every person on planet Earth answers these two key questions every single day of their life, whether they know it or not. And those two, two key questions are, who am I and why am I here? Mm. What, what is my purpose on the Earth? And if you ultimately look at that, there, there are ultimately only two answers to those questions. God has an answer and Satan has an answer, and those two answers are totally opposite from each other. Wow. I'm sitting here on the edge of my seat, Craig. (laughs) I think what you're sharing is, like you're saying, there are two key questions, two key issues that if we can figure them out for ourselves and impart that on our children, we can, I think, change the world. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you look at those two ultimate answers, uh, when you ask the question, who am I and why am I here? Satan's answer is, you're nothing, Mm -hmm. you're nobody, you don't belong, you're stupid, you're ugly, you'll never prosper, you're not smart, you won't amount to anything, nobody will want to marry you, nobody will give you a job, you'll never make any money, Uh, you'll never accomplish anything, you have no value. That's Satan's answer. And then God's answer is exactly the opposite. I love you, you're extremely valuable, you're precious, I planned for you, maybe your parents didn't plan for you. But I carried you for thousands of years in my spirit, and at just at the right time I released you on planet Earth because I love you, because you're unique. You have a destiny and a purpose that nobody else can fulfill. Nobody else can be the mother to your children, only you. Nobody else can be the daughter to your parents. You have that unique destiny. Nobody has the experiences that you have. Nobody has the gifts that you have. Nobody can reach the people that you can reach. Only you. And I love you. I'll walk with you every day of your life. I will ensure that you fulfill your destiny for which you're completely qualified because I created you and qualified you. That's God's message. Now what I discovered is that neither God nor Satan in part directly, but both of them use humans. And it was so important to God that a child would receive God's message growing up and not Satan's message. God put some very special agents in every one of our lives, and those agents are called parents. They're not called pastors, they're not called teachers, they're not called angels, they're called parents. 
and what I find is that most parents don't 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 understand how to impart blessing, which is God's mechanism of answering those two questions from His perspective, and without realizing it, many parents impart Satan's message to their mm-hmm. children, not even knowing. Not that realizing it. Well, yep. my spirit is quickened just hearing you talk about this, and so. I can only imagine the power behind our natural parents, our father, our mother, speaking those words over us um, and imparting that, that spiritual blessing straight from God the Father. And so when we come back, Craig, I'm going to ask you to talk about those seven critical times in our lives where we need that Father's blessing. Uh, we need that generational blessing. You're listening to Living Well with Dr. Peg. I'm your host, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, and my guest today is Director of Family Foundations International and author Craig Hill. Our topic is Blessing Generations, How to Reestablish Biblical Foundations that Cause Life to Work and People to Prosper from One Generation to the Next. One needs to look no further than today's headlines to understand the threats facing American schools. They remain soft targets for violent threats, and yet our schools go largely underprepared. Our children deserve the highest level of education in the safest learning environment possible. The SSI Guardian QAL, or Quick Action Lockdown, is the fastest and safest way to lock down a classroom. This revolutionary device provides schools with maximum locking protection while meeting all safety, fire, and building codes. Designed by the leading lock experts in the world, the QAL is the only lock that meets Department of Homeland Security primer recommendations. SSI Guardian QAL now makes classroom lockdowns fast and safe with the red button. As a parent, you have every right to demand that your child is afforded the best classroom protection. Take action today by calling SSI Guardian at 877-878-5800 or go to guardianprotect.com. That's guardianprotect.com. To learn more about living well with Dr. Peg, visit drpegradio.com. And now, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. Welcome back, everyone. I'm psychologist Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, and you're listening to Living Well with Dr. Peg. We're talking with author and founder of Family Foundations International, Craig Hill. And you can learn more about Craig Hill and Family Foundations International at FamilyFoundations.com. Craig Hill, thank you for being with us. My pleasure, Dr. Pegg. It's, it's a joy and a privilege to be with you Amen. today. Uh, well, I, am, I, I have goosebumps. I'm on the edge of my seat. My spirit is quickened. You're sharing with us how important it is to impart a blessing on our children. And so you said there are seven critical times where we need a father's blessing. Uh, so where where does this all come from? Is this is this the Bible or or where are you getting this information from? It it really is coming from the Bible. Uh, there are foundational principles in the Bible, things that I call ancient paths, which mm. are <clears throat> excuse me, just ways of God. And uh, you know what's interesting is that the Bible was written basically by Jewish people in a Jewish culture, but uh, most of us. excuse me, most of us listening today are not Jewish. We didn't grow up in that culture. So a lot of the things we read in the Bible don't make a lot of sense to us because we didn't grow up in that culture. But uh, they really are, the foundation is the Bible. But, you know, here's a very interesting thing I noticed. 
most people would recognize that Jewish people tend to prosper everywhere they are around the world more than other people. And that's not just financially. Do you know Jewish people prosper in every area of life? Here's a very interesting thing. Here in the United States, Jewish people make up only 2% of our population. But yet, do you know that 25% of all the people who win Nobel Prizes in the United States are Jewish? Wow. 30% in science. Out of all the leading professors in universities across the, the United States, 20% are Jewish. Out of all the leading attorneys in New York City and Washington, D.C., 40% are Jewish. Uh, who owns most of the film studios in Hollywood? It would be Jewish people. Who's the most famous producer-director the world has ever known in the film industry? What, what name would come to your mind immediately? Steven, Steven Spielberg. That's right, a Jewish man. And uh, my question would be, why is that? Well, okay, we know from the Bible that Jewish people are God's chosen people, so perhaps there's a special anointing on their lives, but there's something more than that. What I discovered is this. Jewish people impart blessing to their children in a way that most of the rest of us don't know how to do. And here's a very interesting thing. This is something that people could just take away on a regular basis from this radio program alone, and that is that uh, here's what Jewish people do. They have a custom that really is from the Bible, and that is once a week they gather their whole family together and have dinner. They do that on Friday night, which is the beginning of the, the Sabbath, the Shabbat. They have dinner together, and after dinner the father looks his wife in the eyes and he reads Proverbs 31 over her, and he says, You are the virtuous woman. Many women have done excellently, but you excel them all. You are the most beautiful woman in the world. I love you. I'm so proud of you. I bless you. Then together, that father and mother go to each one of their sons and daughters and look them in the eyes. And they tell their sons and daughters, Son, I want you to know something. You're not an ordinary boy. You are a Jewish boy, which means you're connected by covenant to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And because of that, son, you can expect that you will prosper in everything you do. You will be at the top of your class. Son, when you graduate, you will probably go to university, not just any university, the best university in your field. And son, when you graduate, I notice you have an interest in science. You'll probably go to medical school and be a doctor, not just any doctor, but you'll be a specialist. People will fly from around the world to consult with you. Son, I love you. I'm proud of you. I bless you. And what happens if that father has an impartation like that to his son every single week, 52 mm. weeks a year, what's going to happen in the adult life yeah. of that son? Well, you know, Craig, I'm, I'm a psychologist, and I have a saying, all good psychology is God psychology. So the world mm -hmm. calls that a self-fulfilling prophecy, That's that right. you speak over children in a classroom, or you arbitrarily, randomly assign one group of students to be the low achievers and the other to be a high, the high achievers. They've done experiments yep. like this. And arbitrarily, you split them down the middle. The ones who got the label high achievers will achieve. The ones who got the label low achievers won't. And so it's a self-fulfilling prophecy in, in the natural and the psychological world. But what you're describing is that impartation of that spiritual blessing over the Jewish child. Well, and what you just said, Dr. Pegg, is exactly true. The high achiever is an impart. When you mm. say to somebody, you're a high achiever, you bless them. Mm. When you say to somebody, you're a low achiever, you curse them. Mm. So, for example, suppose in many of our families growing up today, 
There's no regular time of blessing like that every single week. Uh, and instead, because of that, children growing up in many families never hear what they did right. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're listening to me right now, think of your own family growing up. When, when you were growing up, you were coming up, what did your dad or mom say to you? And for most of us, we wouldn't hear a lot. We remember a lot of times when, when my dad or my mom said, I'm proud of you. What you would remember is lots of times of correction where they would say, don't hang with those friends that you go with. I mean, if you keep hanging around those people, you'll probably end up in jail. Uh, don't you wear those baggy pants. You take that earring out of your ear. Why, you're not going to look like that around my house. And suppose a father sees his daughter going out, a teenage daughter going out, dressed in a promiscuous way to attract uh, sexual attention to her femininity. What he doesn't realize is the reason that she's doing that is deep inside she's got a deep question, am I still a little girl or am I really a woman? And she's looking for a young man her age to answer that. Now, God never designed for her to look to a young man to answer that, the, the appropriate appointed and anointed vessel to answer that question is her father. But if he doesn't know that, suppose he takes a look at her and he says to her, why, you look like a prostitute. If you keep dressing like that, you'll probably be pregnant inside of a year. And you go back upstairs and change those clothes right now, young lady. Now, did he bless her mm. or did he curse her? I've absolutely cursed her. And we do that as parents all the time unwittingly. Exactly. Unwittingly. I mean, why did uh, if you look at the consequence of that, what he imparted to her daughter is exactly what you said, a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm -hmm. He just said to his daughter, you're going to be pregnant Mm -hmm. inside of a year. You're going to end up in jail. You're going to. And why do parents do that? Because they don't understand blessing and cursing, Mm -hmm. number one. And number two, it's very difficult to impart to people something you've never received yourself. Right. Well, uh, Craig, I grew up in New York on Long Island, and so I was around a lot of Jewish people, and we had Jewish friends and classmates growing up. And my brother in particular must have gone to about five or six bar mitzvahs uh, as, a, as a young teenager. And so that's, that's kind of a um, – uh, you're talking about the weekly impartation of blessing, but that's also a very ritualized uh, uh, experience in their culture – and we don't yes. have anything like that in our culture. Um, before we uh, go into our next segment, we have about um, four minutes. I wanted you yeah. to, to introduce the notion of these seven critical times where we need a father's blessing. Because yeah. from what you're describing, these scenarios, daily we're cursing our children and don't realize right. it. And so if we don't have the, the kind of cultural um, milestones as the Jewish people do, weekly or at the age of 13 or at other, uh, what can we do? What are those critical times and how can we be more intentional as parents? And and I, we won't be able to finish all seven um, in this segment and we'll carry it over past the break. But uh, talk sure. to the listeners a little bit about that. How do, how When should we bless our children if it's not every day or once a week? Well, well, you just brought that up, which is, uh, you brought up one of them right there, which is right at the time of puberty. Okay. So everybody, that, that's one of the seven critical times. Everybody would have to ask this question, uh, am I a boy mm-hmm. or am I a man? Am I a girl or am I a woman? Every teenager asks those questions because there's a transition time. Right. And that's such and, a critical question in, in today's times with so much gender identity confusion, Craig. Am I a boy or a girl, let alone am I a boy or a man? 
Well, an interesting thing that I found, Dr. Pegg, if you go to primitive cultures, what we would call primitive cultures, say uh, an African tribal culture, or South American uh, tribal Indian culture, do you know that there's almost no gender confusion mm-hmm. in those cultures? Wow. And the, and the reason that is, there's a powerful impartation from a father that releases a boy to be a man or a girl to be a woman, like the Jewish bar mitzvah ceremony. And uh, uh, part of what we're doing in our ministry is teaching people how to re-implement that again. How can I do that? Uh, how would I do that? What would I do? And uh, when when we look in uh, in the Bible, how much chance would there be in Jesus' day at at, uh, his, in his culture, that a boy would not receive an impartation at the time of puberty that releases him to be a man from his father, and he would have a certainty and a settled sense of, of destiny and identity. Yes, I'm a man. Mm-hmm. I'm not a boy. I'm not a girl. I'm not a woman. I'm a man. How do you know? There was an impartation from my father that came from God that settled it and released something. And in Jesus' culture, there was zero chance that somebody wouldn't receive that, because everybody did. It was just in culture. You didn't need to hear a teaching about it, but in our culture today, we don't have anything like that. And and I know there'd be a lot of people listening today that are single moms, that are saying, well, you're talking about a father and a mother, and in my household, there's only a mother. The father isn't involved. What am I to do? How can I do that? How can I... As a single mom, bless my children. You know, we have a seminar coming up in August uh, 26th and 27th that will teach people what are exactly these seven critical times and how can we impart uh, blessing. Like, what should you do at the time of puberty? How would you have a ceremony for your daughter or your son? Uh, We want to talk about that and impart that to people, teach them about that, and uh, so we, we got through one of these critical times that we talked mm-hmm. about, which is right at the time of puberty. Uh, we could begin to touch a couple of the other ones. And we'll do uh, that, Craig, after the break. Uh, you're listening to Living Well with Dr. Pegg. I'm your host, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. My guest today is founder of Family Foundations International, Craig Hill. And we're exploring the critically important topic of with SRN News, I'm Val Dior. Authorities say no one survived the crash of a hot air balloon in central Texas this morning. The balloon was carrying at least 16 people when it caught fire and plunged into a pasture. Investigators are still trying to determine how many were killed. The crash site right below a row of massive power lines about four to five stories tall. More than 5,000 firefighters are battling a wildfire that has grown to 52 square miles. That is near California's dramatic Big Sur coast. The week-old fire has now destroyed 57 homes and killed a bulldozer operator working the fire line. And San Diego's mayor and uh, also police chief plan to answer questions today at the hospital where a wounded officer is recovering after a gun battle that killed his partner. The shooting happened Thursday night after a gang detail. Uh, The officers Jonathan Guzman and Wade Irwin stopped someone on the street. Guzman died while Irwin is expected to recover the suspected shooter critically wounded. SRN News. to Hugh Hewitt, the best conservative conference of them all has finally made its way to Colorado. This is Hugh Hewitt, and I'm looking forward to the 2016 Red State Gathering at the Grand Hyatt Hotel in Denver, August 12th through 14th. It's a weekend packed with all-star speakers, fun-filled receptions, hundreds of patriotic friends, just 90 days before the election. Speakers include Rick Perry, Colorado Congressman Ken Buck will be there, along with some of your favorites from 710 KNUS, including Peter Boyles, Town Hall's Katie Pavlik and Guy Benson, Hot Air's Ed Morrissey. 
We've also invited South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, Senator Ted Cruz, among other elected officials. We expect to hear from them soon. Attendees at this year's Red State Gathering will be able to participate in activism training, learn the latest issue updates from the program tracks on criminal justice reform and crony capitalism. Seats are going quickly, so reserve your spot today. Use discount code DENVER to save $50 off registration. The 8th Annual Red State Gathering, brought to you by U.S. Law Shield Firearms Legal Defense Program. Online at uslawshield.com. Finances were not designed to bust our marriages, but build our marriages. That's Chris Brown talking about money from a biblical perspective. There's a world's way of handling money that's rooted in entitlement, and there's God's way of handling money that is rooted in contentment and gratitude. Got a money issue you need help with? Listen to Chris Brown's True Stewardship, Managing God's Blessings God's Way for God's Glory. Listen to Chris Brown's True Stewardship, weekday afternoons at 2.30 on 94.7 KRKS. Hi, I'm Tony Sterniola, a Christian divorce attorney. My first advice is to keep your marriage together if possible. But if that is not possible, I'm here to provide you with caring legal help to move forward and still honor the Lord. We will help you honor your stewardship of your money and children. Our goal is to assist you on the road to peace and direction in this difficult time. So call me, Tony Sterniolo, today at 303-831-4400. That's 303-831-4400. To learn more about living well with Dr. Peg, visit drpegradio.com. And now, Dr. Peggy Mitchell Clark. Welcome back, everyone. I'm psychologist Dr. Peggy Mitchell Clark, and you're listening to Living Well with Dr. Peg. We're talking with, with Craig Hill, the director of Family Foundations International, and you can visit familyfoundations.com. To learn more about Craig Hill's ministry and the Blessing Generations Conference that's coming up August 26th and 27th, Craig, in Littleton, Colorado? That's correct. All right. And so tell us more about that, and we'll continue talking about those seven critical times where we need a father's blessing. Puberty, and for single mothers who may not have um, a child who doesn't have a dad in his life, you're suggesting the conference might be an excellent resource and opportunity for that mother. Sure, not just for single mothers, but for everybody every mother, and anybody. Every father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because what we found is the biggest problem that, that we have as adult parents is, how do I give this to my children something I never received from my own dad and mom? Uh, how do I give to the next generation something I know nothing about that mm-hmm. never happened for me? You're talking about a spiritual and emotional impartation, and I never received that. So what we're really doing at this conference is not just talking about the information, but we want to give you the experience of connecting with God, your Father, and receiving from Him impartation of blessing at those seven critical times that perhaps did not come uh, during your growing up years with your own father and mother, not because they were evil, just because they were blind. They didn't know. And if you ask the question, why didn't your parents know how to impart God's blessing to you at these seven critical times? The answer is because their parents didn't bless them, your grandparents. Why? Because they didn't know. And we have many, many generations that haven't known. So uh, to get to to what are these seven critical times, uh, we go through them in detail at this uh, Blessing Generations Conference that will be Friday night, August 26th, and all day Saturday the 27th. And it won't just be a sitting in the class with information, but what we do is also have a time of, or actually five times 
of prayer and impartation to make sure that you don't just know about this, but that you actually receive that empowerment to prosper in your life from this time forward. So if you've struggled in your marriage or you've struggled with emotional issues or you've struggled with financial issues or physical health, we find so many times that when people receive an impartation of this blessing in the small group ministry times, it totally changes that for their future. So you can get more information on that uh, at our website, familyfoundations.com. That's www.familyfoundations.com. Just click on events and uh, look for the Blessing Generations. That's the name of it, Mm -hmm. Blessing Generations. My husband and I just registered a couple of days ago. We're really excited to participate. Sure. Well, let's go back and talk about these seven critical times, if that's okay. Yes, please. Uh, we, we talked about the time uh, of puberty when a boy becomes a man, and in our normal North American culture, we don't have any way to do that today. Uh, and so people go into their adult life with a feeling deep on the inside, I'm still a little boy or I'm still a little girl, and they do all kinds of things to try to change that. Uh, some boys join the army to try to become a man. Some boys join a gang because in a gang, that's a surrogate family. And there's a way that you can become a man, that you, you're a way that you can feel important and valuable in a gang. People, are, uh, people do that. Uh, girls many times will, will look for fulfillment by attracting a man to be sexually interested in them and make them feel like, yes, I'm not a little girl, I'm a woman now. Uh, many people are completely confused about their gender But as I mentioned, God intended for there to be an impartation from father and mother at the time of puberty that that settles that this is who you are. If we go back to the very beginning, then, excuse me, I won't have time to explain these in detail, but I'll just mention them. Uh, The very, very first time when there can be Satan's message, you're worthless, you have no value, you don't belong, you shouldn't even be here, you're a mistake, Or God's message, you're extremely valuable, I plan for you, you belong, you're supposed to be here. Uh, The very first time that that impartation can happen is actually right at the moment of conception. Uh, There can be uh, impartation of blessing that happens when conception happens within the context of a covenant marriage. When a father and mother are married to each other, there's a protective hedge that is around that marriage spiritually that protects the identity of that child. When there's no marriage, then there's no spiritual hedge of protection. And I find that even in the church, many people are not understanding the value of marriage today. I find young people all the time that that just live with each other and go to church and say, you know, I just don't think marriage is that important. It's not really valuable. But what I discovered, Dr. Pegg, is this. What people are not realizing is that there is an actual spiritual hedge of protection that comes with the covenant of marriage that protects the identity of a child that's conceived by a father and mother who are married to each other. When a child is conceived outside of that context, there's a great potential for Satan and demonic spirits to impart the message to the heart of that child right from conception you don't even belong. Right. You're not supposed to be here. Or, or even that word, illegitimate. Mm. Uh, 
And, well, and, and, and Craig, when, when a woman gets pregnant outside of wedlock, it's called a quote-unquote mistake, and many women consider abortion. So you're you're releasing that curse in your thoughts and even conversation while the ch- when the child um, is first conceived. We don't That's even right. need Satan to do that. We speak that over ourselves. Well, and, and that would impact more even the second area that we found, which is the time that you're in the womb. Mm. So the nine months that you spend in your mother's womb, what people don't realize is that little child in the womb is not just a little unfeeling, unknowing lump of flesh. Mm. That is an actual person that uh, is receiving feelings, identity, impartation, and again, if the mother is thinking all the time, I wish I weren't pregnant, maybe I should have an abortion, what you said is absolutely true. There's an impartation emotionally and spiritually to that child. I don't want you. You're an intrusion into my life. You shouldn't be here. I wish you'd go away. And uh, and that, uh, that does something in the heart of a child. We found many adult people that have stu- struggled with rejection all of their life, and when we simply sat down and prayed and said, where did this begin? Lord, would you show her where did this rejection start? Many, many times she's landed in an experience right in the womb where there was an impartation from a mother. You don't belong. I don't want you. I wish you weren't here. Uh, we've seen impartations of grief get on children, a uh, feeling of sorrow, sadness, guilt, Uh, All those kinds of things that people carry with them have no idea where it came from. And and again, in the Blessing Generation Seminar, uh, we have times of ministry to not just talk about that, but to actually pray and let the Holy Spirit remove that from people's hearts and impart to them what God wanted to have imparted right during that time in the womb. Yeah, I've had some experiences in counseling where... I could tell that the the wound or the pain was something that was almost um, not quite pre-verbal, but just kind of I didn't really have words to explain it. And I, the Lord showed me that it was a wound that happened just at a very young age in terms of a feeling of perceived abandonment. Uh, when I was right. a young child, my mom um, left the country to tend to her mother, and I was left in the care with my dad. And so uh, at a very young age, and so I, I suspect there was probably just the lack of nurturing I was accustomed to with my mother being left in the care of my dad. And that, that uh, through a child's mind and interpretation and the influence of the enemy, you perceive that as abandonment, even though my mother had not abandoned me. And so right. some of those early wounds are really hard to get at through traditional or secular talk therapy, and it sounds like these ministry times in your conference uh, will will bear a lot of fruit in that regard. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. We, we have a team of trained ministers that uh, work with us in every one of these conferences so that uh, <clears throat> we, we're able to actually pray for everybody mm-hmm. that attends. Yeah, we but, have uh, a couple minutes left in this segment. Tell us about some of those other seven critical times. We have puber- puberty, conception, in the womb. We haven't even well, gotten to birth yet, except for... And that uh, would be the third obvious, <laughs> okay. third obvious one would be right at the time of birth. Yeah. The big question in the heart of a child is, oh my goodness, up until now, I've been completely taken care of physically, emotionally, spiritually, everything by being a part of my mother's body. Mm. And now all of a sudden, 
I'm cut off from her. The doctor cut the umbilical cord, and the big question is, am I going to survive? Who will feed me? Who will help me? Who will take care of me? Am I going to be okay? Am I loved? Am I valuable? Am I supposed to be here? And God designed that there would be a powerful impartation of blessing. Yes, I love you. You belong. You're supposed to be here. We've been waiting for you. We'll take care of you. Every need will be met. And the primary person that God is using to uh, impart that message is a mother. Uh, and in, uh, But many, many times parents don't realize that, uh, that right at the time of birth is a critical time. And it's interesting, again, in the Jewish culture, they have a ceremony in that culture that really comes from the Bible that takes place eight days after you're born both for a boy and a girl. For a boy, of course, it's a circumcision ceremony which brings him into the covenant of Abraham and distinguishes him from other people, but there's also an impartation of a name that comes to both a boy and a girl. And the name in the Hebrew culture always had character qualities attached to it. So, uh, so for example, the name Daniel means God is my judge. Uh, the name... Uh, Elijah means Jehovah is God. And so in Hebrew, you hear those as little phrases. Uh, it would be like if we named somebody in our English language uh, and you addressed them, good morning, dances with Holy Spirit. <laughs> yes. Good morning, the Lord is gracious. <laughs> and those were people's names. And, uh, and so people would receive many times almost like a job description on the eighth day after birth uh, character qualities that their parents received from God that they imparted as blessing to those children. Amen. And uh, Craig, let's let's take a break here. Um, you're listening to Living Well with Dr. Peg. I'm your host, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. My guest is Craig Hill. He's sharing with us the seven critical times that we benefit from a parent's blessing. Uh, we've talked about puberty, conception in the womb, at the time of birth where we're given our name that can bless the Lord <laughs> In addition to bless us and answer those critical questions, who am I and why am I here? And when we return, we'll continue hearing from Craig Hill of Family Foundations International. You're listening to Living Well with Dr. Peg. Stay with us. Schools can no longer afford not to invest in a professional evidence-based advanced safety education training program. It's the single most important decision and investment a school administrator will ever make in their professional career. When all else fails, training and preparation are the only things that will increase your chances of survival in a violent incident such as an active shooter or active terrorism. SSI Guardian has set the new standard in advanced safety education by providing evidence-based advanced training programs tailored to your needs. While there are many basic training programs largely based on opinion and emotion, SSI Guardian is the only advanced training program of its type with an accredited continuing education unit or CEU issued by an accredited university. SSI Guardian has set the new standard in advanced safety education by providing evidence-based advanced training and solutions to learning institutions, faith-based and professional organizations. To learn more, call SSI Guardian today at 877-878-5800 or visit guardianprotect.com. To learn more about living well with Dr. Peg, visit drpegradio.com. And now, Dr. Peggy Mitchell Clark.
Welcome back, everyone. I'm psychologist Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, and you're listening to Living Well with Dr. Peg. We're talking with Craig Hill, the director of Family Foundations International, and you can learn more about Craig's ministry at family, familyfoundations.com. Excuse me. And he has a Blessing Generations conference coming up August 26th and 27th, and you can get even more detail and, and healing, Craig, right? On-the-spot healing and deliverance. Yeah. And... Um, impartation of blessing that you may have never received from your natural parent at the conference. You don't want to miss this conference. So, Craig, if you can uh, review with us the last three of those seven critical times where we need a parent's blessing in our lives. Sure. We talked about conception, time in the womb, and birth. The next one would be in early childhood, in infancy. The big question that a child has in infancy is, is this question, is there somebody here bigger, smarter, and stronger than me that will actually meet my needs and take care of me? And God's resounding answer is, yes, I sent my agent to impart that to you called mom. The agent is not called babysitter, not called daycare worker, not called aunt, but mom is that primary person. And uh, in our culture, we have children in early childhood that are many times passed off to many different caregivers because mom is busy, mom is working, mom is doing all kinds of things. Again, in the Hebrew culture, the primary job of a mom was to impart to her children, nurture her children. And what I find is that when there's not that impartation of security and basic trust that comes through infancy, that many, many children become insecure and they get a deep feeling in their heart right from infancy, like you said, I'm alone here. There's nobody here for me. I can't trust anybody. And the parents sometimes even reinforce that with a foolish statement, well, if you, don't, if you want something done right, do it yourself. Mm-hmm. And I find that children who are not nurtured in infancy, who are not, uh, did not have a consistent mom there to impart blessing to them, many times struggle with trust. They, when they get married, they can't trust a husband or a wife. When they meet the Lord... They say, I trust you, Lord, I give you everything, but then when when pressure comes to their life, they take it back because their experience is, there's nobody here that will really take care of me, that really loves me. I've got to take care of myself. And it's the consequence of lack of blessing in the time of infancy. Mm-hmm. Then we, the, the next fifth critical time would be at the time of puberty, when a boy becomes a man and a girl becomes a woman. We spoke about that in an earlier segment. The sixth time, very interesting one, is right at the time of marriage. And God's intention was that there would be a blessing by a father and mother at the time of marriage that releases that boy from father and mother. Genesis 2.24 says, for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So parents at the time of marriage can bless their son and daughter-in-law or daughter and son-in-law, or they can curse them. Cursing is telling them, this will never work, you're marrying the wrong person, this marriage won't last six months. Again, those are all self-fulfilling prophetic words that are spoken from the pits of hell coming out of the mouths of fathers and mothers over their children. And again, many of us listening today would say, well, that's exactly what my parents said to me or whatever. Did that impact anything? Many times it did. And uh, at the Blessing Generations Conference, August 26th and 27th, we want to touch that area, break things that were spoken like that, those negative prophetic words that came from the enemy, perhaps through a father and mother, over a marriage. We found so many marriages are released to begin to prosper, sometimes for the first time in their married life. 
you know, what's a very interesting thing is God's strategy in the Hebrew culture. When you look in the Bible, parents were always in agreement with the uh, choice of their of the marriage partner for their children because parents were very, very involved in that choice. And uh, in, uh, actually, they had arranged marriages, so, of course, parents always agreed with uh, who the children married because they arranged it. And uh, I'm not suggesting that we would atter- return to arranged marriages, but I really do believe that there's something there that uh, Hebrew people understood that we don't in terms of the power to release spiritual impartation to a marriage by fathers and mothers, and to release that son to be joined to his wife, to release that daughter to be joined to her husband, and no longer be uh, mommy's little boy or girl, in a sense. We have so many mother-in-law jokes Mm. in our culture today, because a lot of times there never is an appropriate release at the time of marriage. Right, and And that kind of dovetails with the one on puberty. Am I a boy or am I a man? Am I a husband or am I still my mother's child? Yeah, that's exactly right. One one uh, wise father, uh, his daughter had been married only a short time, a couple months, and she called home crying, saying, my husband and I had such a big fight, and he said this, and he said that, and it's so terrible, and Daddy, I just want to come home. And this wise father said over the phone to his daughter, Honey, I love you, we're for you, we'll help you, we'll do everything we can to support you, but when you say you want to come home, I need you to know you are home. That's right. <laughs> this isn't this isn't your home. You your home is with your husband. That's good advice because sometimes parents or friends will encourage you <laughs> to leave and not resolve the issue or kind of put it back into its proper perspective. Exactly. Well, we're at the seventh critical time, mm-hmm. which is actually uh, a reversal of the impartation of blessing. Mm-hmm. It's the time in older age where the children, uh, the parents have blessed their children in the first six critical times. The children turn around and bless their parents. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 31 verse 28 talks about the virtuous woman. Her children rise up and bless her. And uh, we found the heart of every father and mother wants to hear from a son and daughter, I love you, I'm proud of you, thank you for being my dad, thank you for being my mom. And uh, again, in the Hebrew culture, there was a great honor for older people. In our culture, we almost have a dishonor and disrespect for older people. Mm. Wow. This is um, this changes your whole outlook on life, Craig, to hear the value of that blessing and the damage done by the, I think, often unintentional cursing that we exactly. do throughout our lifespan. Exactly. And for, for most of us, it's, it is unintentional. It's not like any father or mother wakes up on any particular day and says, you know, I think today I'll seek the devil hmm. to find a word that I could impart to my son or daughter that would curse them and devastate them for the hmm. rest of their life. Nobody does that. But yet if you turn back and look in the past, we would all have to admit, yeah, there were days when my father did that or my mother did that. Or as parents, we would say, ooh, I, I think I, I did that inadvertently to my son or daughter. And, of course, many times we never take opportunity to go and repent, ask forgiveness, and impart blessing. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and you said earlier that uh, the blessing is all aspects of life, our relationships, our health, our career, And, of course, it does include financial blessing and prosperity. And that is something we can bless 
the generations with. And and you yeah. did you wrote a book called Five Wealth Secrets. Ninety six percent of us don't know. And and what a great title. <laughs> and uh, it begs the question, well, what what's wrong with the the you know, what's wrong with the majority of us? And what do those four percent know that I need to know? And yeah. I, I suspect that um, what we've been talking about really um, is is kind of the basis of where the five wealth secrets book came from. Tell us yeah. more about. Uh, the, the story behind that title, and why are 96% of us in the dark? Well, uh, yeah, that's a very interesting question. The reason I titled that is I just read somewhere once a number of years ago, statistically, if you gave, uh, let's say we gave 100 people $10,000 today, and we said, uh, we want you to use that $10,000 however you want, do whatever you want with it, we're going to come back a year later to see what you did. Uh, statistically, what we would find here in the United States of America is that 80 out of those 100 people would have zero left. They spent it all paying their bills. 16 of them would have, a, have increased a little bit to maybe 10300 10500 like about the amount that you'd get by putting the money in the bank at interest. And four of them would have multiplied the $10,000 to between $20,000 and $1 million, so between two times and 100 times. So the obvious question is, what do the 4% know that the other 96% don't know? It really comes down to simple arithmetic functions, and that is 80% of us, if given money, 80% of us are real good at subtraction. That's what we do with money. And only 16% of us know a little bit about addition, but only 4% of us have learned anything about multiplication. Mm. And we know about, um, in the Bible, the story about the man who buried the mina, the the men who um, were able to multiply what their master yes. left for them, and so it's probably the the same that same kind of mentality of out of fear we bury what we have or even lose it, and very few of us think how do I multiply what That's I have. That's right, and and all of us could multiply the five principles, the five wealth secrets in that book are not difficult. And, and Craig, unfortunately, we're not going to have time to, to go through all of them. If you could just state what they are and just promise that you'll come back and be a guest on my program and we'll talk exclusively about those five wealth secrets in detail. Well, uh, what people first need to know is, is that these are all things from the Bible. So they're all discoverable in the Bible. They're not things that can't be known. They're things that anybody could know, anybody could do. They're not difficult to do, but, uh, but most people don't do them just because nobody ever taught, taught them, them to do that. Yeah, same kind of the same thing in terms of the blessing. It's not that we want to set out to have no wealth to pass on to future generations. We haven't been taught how. Well, Craig Hill, thank you so much for sharing your expertise with my listeners today and myself. I've learned so much. This has just been such a blessing to be with you today. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Pegg. And anybody that's interested in the books on Five Well Secrets or Impartation of Blessing can go to our website, www.familyfoundations, plural with an S, familyfoundations.com. And uh, just go to the store, and you'll find all kinds of books, CDs, and DVD resources to help you in all of these areas. Amen. Thank you, Craig Hill. You've been listening to Living Well with Dr. Pegg. On a street. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Living Well with Dr. Pegg. Living Well with Dr. Pegg is brought to you by SSI Guardian, who has set the new standard in advanced safety education. 
If you'd like to learn more about the show, our sponsor, or mental health consulting and publishing services, visit www.drpegradio.com. Remember to join us every Saturday at 1 p.m. on 94.7 KRKS-FM for Living Well with Dr. Peg.